So, my friends, Jason and Sam Wiley from West Wilts Vineyard. I've been That's practicing right. how to say that, you know, I've been going to myself, right, Harmony? Don't mess that up. So I'm so delighted that you're joining us today. In a moment, we're going to hear a bit about your story. First, I just want to remind everyone, this is a conversation about what is worship precipitated by this strange season of lockdown and not being able to sing together and exploring what worship is and what it looks like. All these wonderful questions that we're asking and conversations that we're having, they're, they're so meaningful and powerful and deep and they're really, really great. Um, but it is a difficult season and um, so we will touch on some of that as well about lockdown and how that's been for our guests today but um, the conversation itself is really exciting to me so thank you for joining us today you too and it's lovely to have you chatting to us firstly though we need to know a little bit about you so your church your life tell us a bit about you mm. It's nice to be here. Thanks. Yes, everybody. thank you for having us. Yeah. Do you want to go first, or? Yeah, I can do. So, um, my name's Sam. I'm 48. Uh, I keep trying to make myself 50, but I'm not quite 50. <laughs> and um, I suppose we. I'm from Bath originally. We've got two children, 21 and 22, this December. So one's at. Um, uh, drama school at the moment studying in professional acting and the other one is at home um, uh, working and it's also very creative a drummer mm. and um, we've been living in um, a place 10 miles outside of Bath for uh, 20 years and we moved there from Putney uh, where we were studying um, when we fell pregnant with our daughter Jess um, and we, we had a sense of like, ah, oh, it'd be really good to be around family. So we moved, we moved um, more back to the, to the Southwest. And um, yeah, so we were there and we didn't, it's funny, you know, because we, we, we planted and have been pastoring a church for about 15 years, but that wasn't intentional at all. We just started to gather people. And then when we got to about 30 people, it was like, oh, what is, what is happening here? So the whole church, in plant, church planting thing wasn't intentional at all. It just kind of emerged really, which has been um, quite good fun. So we've been living in Trowbridge for 20 years and... Um, I have a, uh, before we church planted, I have a background in teaching. So I used to teach RA philosophy, PSHE, to secondary oh. age, right up to A level. We even shared an A level group, which was quite good fun at we one did. point, we, didn't we? We haven't got time for that story. We have a, no, no, absolutely <laughs> wrong. Um, and um, since that time, I've trained a little bit in art therapy and also spiritual direction. And I'm always learning. I'm always doing some kind of learning, so I love it. So yeah, it's a bit about me really. Cool. Fantastic, fantastic. I love that piece of I'm always learning. <laughs> I am, yeah, I am. <laughs> always, so yeah, so I'm Jason, I'm 47, I'll be 48 next, no, next, yeah, next month, because it's still September as we're recording this. Um, so Sam and I have been married now for 24 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, like Sam said, we uh, first were 
married living in London. So our, our life's a little bit kind of backwards. We, we kind of got married and then went to university together as mature students. Right, okay. um, so my, my degree was in psychology and theology, so the joint honours degree. And then I, I was a teacher, secondary school teacher for 13 years. And then the kind of life of the church sort of overlapped that towards, towards the end. And like Sam said, we've been pastoring the church now for 15 years. And where we are in West Wilts is beautiful because you, you kind of got the best of both worlds. So Trowbridge, the town that, that we live in is a reasonable sized town, you know, sort of 40,000 ish people. You got Bath nearby, Bristol, you know, Oxford's, you know, like an hour and a half down the road. You got all of the kind of beautiful things of, of nature that you can get out into, which is brilliant. There's some wonderful places. So things that some people may have heard of, whether it's Longley or the White Horse. Mm-hmm. And there are other places like Shearwater and Heaven's Gate, which some people Glast- again may have heard. Glastonbury. Glastonbury's not a million miles away. Stonehenge. Yeah, Stonehenge. Oh Avery. my goodness. Yeah. You know. So we kind of that. Hippie, hippie centre of the world. Yeah, festival hippie centre of the world. Yeah. Wiltshire is also, it's worth pointing out, well. Wiltshire is also the crop circle capital of the world as well. Just pointing that out for anybody who's interested in crop circles. Although, <laughs> that's a different interview with somebody else. <laughs> a different interview, but I'm sure it's interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's us. And like Sam said, two kids, our daughter Jess and uh, son Tom, we're both great kids, uh, both creative and uh, musical and um, just becoming young adults now so just starting mm-hmm. to make their way into the world so well i've already told you you don't look old enough to have that age of children but anyway honestly i'm not trying to flatter you um but it is really great to get to talk to the pair of you and i think maybe just one thing you haven't really touched on is the, the worship so have you been worship leaders in the past do you still lead worship what does that look like? Sure, yeah, I, I, I have. So um, when I was probably about, I don't know, 12, 13, I was just got really into playing the guitar. Um, as a, as, a, as a, an early teenager, I got electric guitar for my 14th birthday and then that was it for me. I was just really obsessed with playing the guitar. I played in bands and did all of that kind of stuff and they still, still do bits and bobs um, now. And then, as I came into my later teens, I got involved playing guitar in church and um, then ended up getting, I got dropped in the deep end by my old Pentecostal pastor friend who, um, he took me along to, to their church for a little while. So this is when Sam and I were first married and I used to lead worship with his wife. So she used to sing. And uh, then there was one Sunday halfway over in the car. He just turned to me and said, oh, so by the way, he said, uh, Sue's not there today. So it's just going to be you. And I kind of was like, what? And so I got kicked in the deep end of like kind of leading worship. Fantastic. I, I, I've written songs and stuff. Um, but I think over the last few years, it's been less in church because as the church has developed, I wanted to be more focused on other things and let other people come up and do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm kind of like the guy that's in the box, which says break in case of emergency now, as far <laughs> as the church is concerned. And, you know, they can kind of wheel me out if they need to. And more of my kind of musical expression has more just kind of been playing in bands and bits and bobs like that recently. So. Oh, fantastic. So you do still play in bands? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not so much at the moment, obviously, because yeah. I think where they yeah. are 
there's a couple of guys that play with at the moment we're all just like itching to get out there and do something again right you know, changes so yeah fantastic that's great to know and every church needs somebody that you can you know break break the box to, you know when when there's nobody else left to turn to i'd say you're a pretty good guy to have handy for that moment um sam what about you have you been involved in worship leading i know as senior leaders in the church you're shaping the culture and yeah. worship and yeah. all yeah I, yeah i think um so our input is often in this sort of um kind of discussive nature of worship what it is what it means to serve the church from a worship leading point of view mm -hmm. and um you know i you know i i love the arts so we've we've had um we've run services before that have just been very you know kind of focused on the arts and very cool. so there's been no there's been no um, sort of central message to it. It's been a holding mm. space for artists and creatives. Wow. I think that's probably been more um, my sort of contribution and expression mm. to worship. But I love, I love the discussion about <coughs> worship. And I think it's, it's, um, it's one of those ongoing dynamics, isn't it, between creative and worship leaders and pastors, right. you know, of working working together and, and journeying together around this question of what is worship so mm. yeah Sam's also being slightly modest because she um helped to uh produce our church's EP oh you did back. yeah yeah so there's really a good. so um if you go to our website I'm pretty sure you can find a, a, a link to it so Sam works really closely with uh Joff uh Alexander Bright yeah. And um, did an amazing job of organising everybody. And uh, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with that project. So I stepped out of it. So there would be any sort of like, oh well, how come the pastor's chosen his six songs to put on the EP or any of that kind of nonsense? So Sam had real vision for it, and, and together and Joff and the guys did an amazing job. It's really, 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 really good. So yeah, you did a great job. Yeah, thank you. I think that the the focus behind that journey was more it was more the journey I was interested mm -hmm. in. It was more what does it mean to to be part of a team? Um, what does it mean to step in and out of the moments? What does it mean to let go of something that you might be really attached to in order that somebody else could fly with it? You know, there was lots of for me that project was really about uh coming together as a family and working out some of those sort of relational dynamics that can happen and um it's kind of a bit of an inner journey a formational journey really and if at the end of that um we have something that you know we we want to release out into the into the wild so be it but it wasn't really the focus the ep wasn't the focus it was more the journey that we were kind of interested in you know from from start to finish you know Fantastic. Speaking yeah. like a true spiritual director there. <laughs> I'm hearing that coming through. That's brilliant. And you're making me think now, should every project that we do have a spiritual director as part of the process? You're really making me think about that. So does that mean all of your people still get along after doing that project? Because <laughs> you know these, these things can bring up all sorts of all sorts of latent um, issues yeah. of ego and pride and jealousy and comparison and all of that yeah no they were amazing and what i really loved about it is that everybody served 
each other's vision as mm -hmm. well um so uh yes everybody contributed and and the 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 ep is really eclectic it's got such a range of sounds on it and um you know and it was people's stories as well so it was interesting how the songs were shaped around people's relationship with god and their life stories um and some of them quite heartbreaking stories actually mm -hmm. and how people have processed through suffering um and it, it was lovely because it felt a very a very safe supported holding space you know and um yeah people were just they had a really lovely posture of serving one another and yeah it was really good fantastic so we're getting a little flavor of who you are but also what your church community is like which is amazing so what has lockdown been like for you i think i think it's been a mixed bag i think is the is the truth um i'm a big believer in that you know as a, as a cliche phrase but uh somebody says you know your opposition is your opportunity you know every every opportunity comes every sorry challenge comes with a set of opportunities you know mm -hmm. so there was mm -hmm. definitely opportunity in that um i think it's opportunity for people to pause to think to um you know consider what was really important to think about their own kind of you know life with god um i had a funny conversation with uh, somebody from my church who i i, I won't name the other day he was talking about things from a parental perspective and was like, oh, it's like, now we can't bring the kids to Sunday school. We have to kind of like do this stuff at home. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> you, mm -hmm. you do. That's kind of like, you mm -hmm. know, but I think for all of us, she's just mirroring a reality for all of us whereby we've relied on certain things. Mm -hmm. And it's, those things are beautiful and they're, they're, they're great. And you know, they have tremendous value, but actually, it's supposed to be a part of the picture not the whole picture mm. so i think there's been a bit of a, a reframing for some people which has gone on and i, I think some people's been uncomfortable mm -hmm. because of that you know make realizing some of those um things mm. there have been some positive things that i think have, have come out of it as a result of that um but i think there's also been the negative side where people have missed people in simple terms you know and and missed people in in that kind of big sort of gathered sense which i i always personally enjoy although i know that some sundays especially can be extremely kind of resource um heavy and take a lot from a lot of people mm -hmm. um so yeah it's 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 been it's been mixed and I, and I think for us as a community you know we had a couple of people that had covid and um got through it so that was mm -hmm you know, been a real kind of grace, but a lot of people's lives have been affected in terms of work, which has been right. a challenge. Um, but some of those, even some of those, you know, uh, I can think of one or two instances where actually I think if you if you got that person quietly uh, on their own, they'd say to you, actually, I didn't really like the job I was doing. And now God's led me into this. And this feels like this is really, really good. You know, so there's been kind of opportunities around that as well, really. Mm. Um, but it's been, it's been tough emotionally at times, I think, just because you pick up empathetically how people are feeling, both in the church and just in the wider community. You know, when you get into the shops and stuff, I remember especially at the beginning, walking into some of the supermarkets and you could just kind of feel this wave of like real fear mm -hmm. uh, in people, which seems to have settled 
obviously a lot and there are changes, although I know where you are <laughs> compared to where we are, everything's slightly regionally different mm -hmm. now, as in, well, you can do this, but we can't, we can, and you can't. Confusing. So, yeah, it's been a mixed bag. What about you, Sam? Anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's been really interesting is, um, for me, uh, the, the kind of initial phase of lockdown was quite, I mean, obviously it's, it's quite traumatizing, you know, in some respects being told that, you know, you have to stay in and not go out and, you know, you have to deal with all the emotions that comes with, uh, you know, increased threat and mm -hmm. fear and anxiety and all those things are very real. But I think for me, it, it was, it was quite a good season because I just kind of, um, yeah, I just kind of, again, sort of pushed into the devotional exercises. I did a lot of art. Um, mm. I just threw myself into my creativity. Um, it was nice to spend time with the family. Um, you know, uh, I love films, so it was kind of a nice time. But equally, again, you know, work-wise, just I, I thrive. I don't mind change. And I don't mind having to adapt and change. I'm quite, uh, that's where I would say I kind of thrive as well. So um, I didn't, I didn't, it was stressful, but not to the point where it was really uncomfortable. It was just, like Jason said, an opportunity to, you know, reimagine. And I think that's what this has been for me. It's been an opportunity to say, God, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, when we come to think about what it, what does it mean to be church? What does it mean to belong now? You know, all those kind of bigger questions. Mm -hmm. It's a, a good opportunity to start discussing those as a community because mm -hmm. there's nothing like external disturbance to, if you like, force a conversation um, that, that, you know, is good to have every now and then. Mm. Yeah. That's good. So... Now to our question, I suppose, the centerpiece of this conversation, which is, what is worship? What, and we, we all have a slightly different answer, which is actually beautiful. And I'm loving that about these conversations, that everyone has a slightly different perspective and sheds an, a, a new bit of light on it that we haven't maybe thought of before or something we've thought of before, but you know, we, we haven't really unpacked very much ourselves. So I would love just to hear from both of you. What, what do you think worship is? And in your experience of leading a church for 15 years, I'm sure you've learned an awful lot about what worship is and what it isn't even maybe. So over to you again. It's a really, it's a really good question. And, I, and um, I'm going to be slightly philosophically naughty and change it. Because, <laughs> Great. Because the question has made me think, more about who we worship rather than what is worship beautiful and i think for sure we could just i, I could just go down the, the the you know road of what worship is and trying to define it but but i felt more of an invitation to think about who who we worship during mm -hmm. this, this season and i mean same as sam you know i, I trained as a spiritual director and I've, I've been doing that now for the last little while mm -hmm. and um in the midst of all of that certainly over the last couple of years I've been thinking more and more about you know God as a father through how I am as a father and I was really struck 
um, and I can't remember how long ago this is now, it's probably like five years or something, was watching the, uh, there was an interview between, I think it was Martin Smith and Tim Hughes, where Martin Smith was talking about, you know, the song he wrote, God's, God's Great Dance Floor, and this whole thing is based around the idea of a prodigal son. And he was talking about how him as a father, I think he's got six kids or something, isn't it? Um, you know, if one of his kids made a mistake and was coming back to him, you know, his heart towards them would be so like, oh, just I'm so glad to have you back, you know? And yet sometimes we get caught up in a lot of, a lot of religiosity. And so I, that's just stayed with me, that kind of thread. And so during this, this time, it's made me think a lot more about who God is, his, his grace towards us. You know, the fact that during the season, you know, God's not like angry or freaked out and going, well, why aren't they all singing to me every Sunday? Or do you know what I mean? Some of these like things where sometimes we put so much, we must make this thing kind of happen, you know, whereas God's just wanting to spend time with us for us. You know, the whole thing of Jesus coming is to, you know, to tear the curtain in two so that we can have that sense of, you know, communion, connection, friendship, fellowship, you know, with God. So it's, it's, I've been thinking about God's grace, God's kindness, and I've been thinking about, um, you know, worship very much coming out of a posture of gratitude. So, so for me, I mean, I love to sing, you know, I'm a, I'm a musician, I love to play the guitar, I love to play in bands, all of that kind of stuff. I love the gathered thing on a Sunday, but Again, maybe it's partly through the journey I've been on over the last couple of years with spiritual formation, but I'm finding God so much more in stillness, in silence, in solitude, and particularly through gratitude. So I'm just taking time to go out and, and pray and, you know, just thanking God for all the things that I've got in my life. And it just feels much more simple, much more kind of, you know, organic and, um, I'm going to say the word real, but I don't mean the other thing isn't real. It's just like realer, if that makes any kind of sort of uh, sense. So, so that's been more of my mindset, you know, and when I knew we were having this conversation and I, I listened to the chat you had with uh, Jesse as well, it just this, that was the thing I just kept coming back to while you're thinking more about, well, who is it we worship? And this feels like it's an invitation during this time to, to think again about God's nature and God's character. And that that should actually then inform how we respond to him, which obviously is 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 partly you know through uh, through worship. And I think the other part of it as well is just the the kind of the the easy day to day organicness, you know, that thing where it's great to set aside time specifically to you know worship God through song or whatever it is, and to do it with other people. But also, what about just the kind of the day-to-day, -day, you know, in and out of life flow? You know, one of the, the things that Sam and I were just talking about earlier on was the, you know, the verse in Acts, in him we live and move and have our being, you know, that kind of sort of uh, sense of it. So, so there's me answering your question by not answering your question. Sam would do a much better job of answering the question. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that not answering of the question. It was actually really, uh, I really sensed the spirit on what you were saying that invitation to look at who we're worshiping mm -hmm. wonderful sam what do you want to say well, it's funny because um I, when i started to really sort of meditate on this question of what is worship i realized that it's actually a very sort of complex and dynamic thing there's a lot that happens 
in this space that we call worship and uh i was thinking it's a bit like a diamond actually a huge great big <coughs> diamond and you know you can lift it up and you can look at it from different angles and you can see different things and different colors um and uh, different shapes and you know different kind of lights so complex as in not in complicated but just wanted to firstly recognize that there's a lot going on what well, i think when we sort of start to talk about worship but I suppose for me, um, if you were to kind of, you know, pinch and move me into pinch and movement, but give me a picture into kind of well, what is it? I think for me, it's definitely um, a way of being. It's a posture that acknowledges and honours and loves and celebrates who, who God is. And also who I am and who my neighbour is made in his image. So there's a very large relational dynamic to worship for me. It's about you know, who God is to me and who I am to God and who God is to others and who I am to others. It's that kind of a little bit of a dance going on there for me, you know. And I think worship is characterised by a desire for relationship. It's um, characterised by surrender, trust authenticity love and also i think it's a journey because i think our the way that we experience worship changes over over time so i remember being in seasons where i would be up all night painting you know listening to sort of harp and bowl type stuff you know and and now it's just completely different it's like jason said i'm much more postured for the day-to-day -day ordinariness of worship you know so um you know we you know we have our you know we look well we look we both love the kind of you know formational exercises mm -hmm. like the daily examine or imaginary prayer and things but i often find myself just being in a place and allowing myself to be drawn to or captivated by something that's going on and then wondering why am I captivated to that? And then I kind of, it opens up this lovely conversation with God, you know, where God is showing something of himself and something of me or something about the people that are there or the thing that I'm sort of like contemplating. So there's a very ordinary component to worship as well, you know, the mundaneness of life. And I think that's where my, my heart for worship is too. So... I suppose the beautiful thing about having this kind of uh, definition of worship, it means that we're not stuck on forms, that we, we recognise that it's okay for our forms to change, our expressions to change, um, and um, we, can, we can kind of let go of some types of expression in order to embrace new ones. So, yeah, so that's kind of my, that's my thoughts around worship, really. Fantastic. I love that bit about the diamond. That's exactly how I feel about these conversations yeah. that um, there's just a, we're just seeing a new facet. And I also really appreciate what you're saying about our, how our worship is also about how we relate to our neighbor. I love that you've highlighted that and just the ordinariness of worship, the simplicity of that. So hopefully people that watch this interview or listen to it or are already feeling a sense of relief like it's okay that we're not singing like um, worship can look like all these other things i think i would love to talk about the opportunities in this season and maybe some of the things that you've even tried 
in terms of exploring other forms and even you were referencing a creative night that you did i don't remember what you called it now but there was something that you've already referenced i don't know if that was part of lockdown or just part of life in Westwilts Vineyard, but what are some of the opportunities and maybe some of these exercises that we could try right now? Because we can. <laughs> There's things we can't do, but what can we do? Yeah, well, I think we've tried over the years to introduce um, our community to um, some of the devotional practices that most people are familiar with, so like Lectio Divina, Visio Divina, using arts as um, a as, uh, uh, a kind of uh, form of contemplation. We've done centering prayer. We've um, imaginary prayer. We've tried to kind of build it into our DNA as a community. Mm -hmm. And I think most of our life groups are. You know, it was lovely being able to meet with the kids workers that I, uh, our kids ministry team, who I haven't seen for a while. And I just said, oh, should we? start with a, a time of centering prayers everybody okay so you know what that is and they're like yeah we, we know exactly what that is and it was just so it was really lovely that um as a community it feels like it's kind of in our soil a little bit you know um so you're not just starting those practices now you've been doing those for some time we've been doing those sure. for some times yeah because i think it's born out of who we are as people um you know and um i i think i realized um that for us, our whole, our whole journey into church planting was really um, we focusing on this question of what does it mean to love God, love neighbor, and to love ourselves. And we've always danced around that question and find new and creative ways of exploring those questions. And they're very formational questions, actually, because it's mm -hmm. about the relational dynamic that happens between us and God and our neighbor. And, us and you know so um we've always carried quite a formate formational um posture or you know approach to to spirituality so um so yeah we've, we've tried to dig these into our into the soil um so that that yeah people can engage with them and then you know we've we've um you know like everybody we do some you know sunday worship we have this moment of collective sun worship that people love they absolutely love it and i know that it's something that people have really really missed but we've also had times where we've um throughout us uh, our life as a church where we've created um just spaces for people to come into so we had one called encounter and then more recently something called wildfires which was you know which is great and and people could just come in and you know, people would step in and out of leading worship or just playing and people would be journaling or they people they bring sculptures in for people to walk in and through and you know you'd have dancing and you'd have you know people just sat quietly you know you know so again it's a holding space it's a space where people could just be I think um, and enjoy so those are some of the things that that we've done um, but, I, but I think in terms of opportunities, I, you know, it's a, it is a great time to think about being creative. It's a good time to be thinking about, well, how can we use the visual, uh, the visual arts more? Um, we don't have to, we don't have to sing. We can, we can still engage you. We can play music together with visual arts. We can ask good questions, um, you know, to transition us into a space of worship. 
um, you know, uh, there's uh, the, the labyrinth that, I don't know if you've heard about the labyrinth, you know, where you can um, uh, create a sort of, it looks like a maze, but it's, you don't get lost in it. It's a, it's a walk that you can do with the centre and people can walk through it and they can be bringing a, a prayer to God and praying through the labyrinth. That's something else that can be done. I mean, that can be done outside mm -hmm. using um, stones. Uh, you know, I mean, it, literally, it's, I would encourage churches to invite their creative people. Mm -hmm. um, RE teachers are usually really good at this as well. I'm realising how much I'm drawing on my time in teaching. Right teach spirituality to people to children that don't really have frameworks for things mm -hmm. you know finding kinesthetic bodily sensual ways that we can engage with worship you know if you've got uh, people in your church that are you know um you know working in that kind of field mm -hmm. um there's a lot of opportunities you know and i know michael munson's doing a great job of putting resources um online for us as well um you know formational that you could just adapt and take and run with and have fun with i think that's the thing and so what have you specifically done at the minute are you doing online church still or yeah are you yeah. in person or well, yes yeah, so we, we we have a, a service every um sunday which we pre-record <clears throat> so we usually have uh, three different people involved in, so there'll be someone doing a talk, there'll be someone doing kind of welcome hosting, and then there'll be someone else doing worship. But we're looking at um, trying to do some stuff in person uh, in October, just as the kind of the weeks, weeks kind of uh, roll on, you know, because I think people, well, we know people have missed that, you know, coming together with mm -hmm. other, other people mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but just going back to the, to the thing about you know worship without singing you know i think it, it just reminded me as, as, as sam was talking there um for us as a family that we play a lot of music at home and and i mean both live music sometimes where just i get a guitar out or jesters or whatever um but also just there's like music on mm -hmm. and um, i know on a couple of occasions you know a couple of us have just been in the kitchen just doing a bit of washing up or something and someone's ipod's been on and then some like fun like dance kind of tunes come on so there's like a couple of tracks by people that it's like a luther vandross track that we all like really really love it's a real dance one and then the whole family just ended up kind of like dancing and then it's very great so it gets to the end of the song and everyone's like right okay just back to me so it's all right now. but it's just a kind of almost like i was thinking about that just thinking it's like just a reminder that okay you can't do this thing like you did before you know as in gather you know 100 people whatever it is and all sing loudly but you can still sing if you want to you can still sing in your own home you can still lose yourself like a child you know sticking some music on or, or whatever it is and like sam was saying just now you know i think part of our journey in worship before the lockdown began i noticed this a lot and there was a couple of times where they broke me out of the case because for, for leading worship um where silence just seemed to come in we had a lot of that a lot of periods of silence during worship and it was really interesting because you could see you know if you were leading that there were a lot of people who were really caught by god in that and that was really powerful for for them other people were like you know kind of they're going when's the service going to carry on <laughs> but it just felt like for us that 
you know, God has been leading us into into a bit of that for a little while, you know, particularly around around silence and kind of you know this sort of stillness thing. And and I was and just as I was thinking about this, I was reminded the the verse in Isaiah sixty four, verse four, which says this: It says, um, "Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any god besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him." Mm. It's just such a really powerful verse of this thing of like, you know, worship, we can come to a place of stillness and peace and quiet with God. And actually, it's not a place of inactivity. Like as we're waiting on God, God is working on our behalf. And I just love that. It's such a powerful kind of um, picture, you know. So again, what Sam was saying, I think great opportunity for people in church who, who are creative, you know, around this sort of thing to, you know, brainstorm and say, well, you know, Rather than what can't we do, let's think about well, what could we do, you know, both either collectively or, you know, on our own type thing. And just having that sense of, of freedom to have some fun, you know, where you can. Mm. Yeah. So I think going back to what you were saying about, you know, what we're doing is that, I mean, we, um, we're going to start a family service up and... Um, when we were when we were at school, we used to do guided prayer with, through story. And I know Jared Boyd. I just want to give him a heads up for his resource. Has written something called Imaginary Prayer for Families. But again, it's using the imagination as well. You know, um, you know, guided prayer times. You know, everybody sits there quite quietly. And again, you know, um, a, another creative way to engage with God and encounter God using story, um, allowing your imagination to create the visual, the, the, the visual aspect of that for you. Um, so we'll probably do some of that with the families and with the worship, we'll probably start to maybe not have sung worship every week. We might have people singing over which I think is love to be ministered to mm -hmm. um, over in a some way, but we'll probably start, you know, doing more sort of corporate Lectio Divina, um, stuff like that, you know, um, just maybe just praying the Psalms, you know, um, you know, so again, I think probably for us, we see this as an opportunity to start to maybe move away from having some worship every week into kind of exploring maybe different types of worship mm. as a smaller corporate body. And um, yes, that's our plan. I think things as well, just last last thing for, for me on this is, um, you know, sometimes things like set prayers. I mean, we, so we had a leaders gathering uh, a couple of weeks back and so, you know, said the Lord's Prayer together. It's like a really, really super simple thing, stuff like that. But also I was reminded of... Um, this is going back a few years, I think now, of Ellie Mumford at one um, NLC, just talking to us about the power of the creeds and saying the creeds, you know, just coming back to stuff like that. You know, I mean, you, there's so many creative things that you could do with that. And then one of the things I thought, which I haven't really talked to Sam in too much detail about, so should that be her nervous look at me and now, like, was one of the things I was just thinking was, you know, um, it could be possible if you if you set worship. I mean, maybe it wouldn't necessarily be for your kind of like typical um, morning type gathering, but maybe something that's more creative. I mean, I guess it really depends. We could actually set up two mics, so you could have your you know worship person 
I guess, you know, you have someone like yourself, you know, piano, singing, you have another mic set, and then different people from the congregation at different points could always come up and join in. You know, I talked through with somebody else at church, and they were like, well, as long as they're not, like, touching the mic, and I was like, well, of course, because then that would be weird, but you know, there's like, it's like, how could, you know, so there could be some sense of involvement at different points mm -hmm. in time. Again, maybe that works better with some of the kind of more creative evening type things, but. Mm -hmm. You know there are ways to do things you know and i think just if you if all of that comes out of god's grace that he's just looking at us going hey this is fine yeah try that rather than us thinking you know we've got to make everything right and everything right for everybody else i think that just gives you a lot more freedom mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about that piece of we've got to make this right for everyone else yeah i i just think this is just for me. I, I, I just think during this time, I've just really been reminded of God's grace. You know, again, that God's not anxious about everything that's going on. It's not been a surprise to him. Passionately loves his children, all of them. You know, longs to have, you know, relationship with them day in and day out, you know, to share life. I mean, that's the kind of the picture at the beginning of life. It's just unbroken fellowship of just sharing life together. And I think the more more able to to choose to live in that peace of the love of god then the more freer it makes us and less anxious we become and there's just so much anxiety and i understand it you know and as i said earlier i have moments where i feel it too both in myself and in other people but then that's where there's the invitation to come back to god you know to to, to take on board you know those day-to-day -day practices both formally and informally so you know, whether it's like this morning, you know, I was up earlier, so I just went out and just took a, a walk along the beach and just some time to sit and pray and just waffle along to God and, you know, that kind of thing. But then just, it just kind of grounds you, just roots you again, you know, or there's a, a couple from church who got really into doing Lectio Divina and they're just like, we do the online thing, we do it 10 minutes every day, we do it separately, then we sit together, we have a little chat for two minutes and they're like, sets us up for the day. You know, they're just, it's just how can you find ways to open yourself up to experience for yourself the peace and love of God as much as possible in order that you can kind of live in that. And then the choices that you make and the way you respond to what goes on around you is born at that rather than like <gasps> panic of da 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 da. And, and there are lots of people, you know, and I'm, I'm sure anybody that's watching this would have people in their church who, like I say, rightly very anxious. At this point in time, you know. So, if you, if I'm able to give something of God away to other people, um, and then back to me, then that's 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 what I'm shooting for, anyway. Mm -hmm. And maybe the challenge for us in the vineyard is that we do have a set form, we do have a liturgy, whether we are aware of it or not, Definitely. and so it, it feels like we're. Uh, delving into new territory but the truth is it's not really new territory because people have been practicing these ways of praying and interacting with with the scriptures and with jesus for hundreds and hundreds of years so um and if these practices are are unfamiliar to anyone who's watching this there's lots of resources on the vineyard church's website but maybe give would you guys mind just giving a little bit of an invitation to us 
let's say someone is watching this and they've never tried anything other than some worship, or maybe they've opened up a Bible and read or done a Bible reading plan or something, but these things of Lectio Divina and um, imaginative prayer, which I thought I would be great at because I was, I'm a creative person. I've been terrible. I found it so difficult to break out of the box of how I've prayed. Um, you know, how do, how do we, how do we step into that? If it's all new to us, give us some advice or some thoughts from your own experience, because I can sense from both of you, the peace of the Lord as you're talking, I can see that you are giving away something that is within you that the Lord is doing in you. And that is working its way out through your community. That's very apparent and very beautiful. Um, but for some people, <laughs> they're not there yet. So any, any uh, pointers on where to begin, if this is all new, because you can't give away something you don't have, right? So you guys have got some of it. How do we start? Well, that's, that's really good. I just want to pick up on the getting it right thing. I think sometimes in our desire to honour God, we, we do get a little bit constrained mm. by wanting to do things right. And, and that will be more for some personality uh, types. That will be more of a, more of a thing than uh, you know, maybe for, for others. But, but, I, but, you know, worship is about a relationship and it's about... Um, you know, when I, when I talked about worship being a journey, it's, you know, one of the things that we say in the vineyard is that we're, we're not an organization, we're an organism. We grow and we change and we morph. And that's one of the things that I love about the movement, recognition that, you know, uh, uh, something that has life will change and grow and develop and respond to its environment. And that's a really, really precious image to have. And I think that, so is with worship as well is that you know there isn't one right way there's lots of ways and as long as um that way is leading you um towards towards knowing god and receiving from god and knowing who he is and also knowing who you are because i think again it's a it's a two-way thing it's a relation it's a relationship i think that's amazing and maybe just start by, um, you know, having having a look. So for, if it was me, I would go onto the Vineyard website, I would have a look at some of the exercises that have been done on there. And I would have a go at several of them. And I would maybe just say, which, uh, which feels comfortable right now? Which, which can I do, even if it's in small amounts? So we, it's a bit like going to the gym. We work our way up to you know, uh, you know, sitting for silence in 20 minutes, um, you know, that is too much for, for some people. So start small, don't um, overextend yourself, don't go, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to do an hour and then just feel really disappointed because you haven't been able to kind of last, you know, again, play, have fun, see, see what resonates with you, you know, as you try different things. And then when you find something that you think, actually, I feel... I feel that this feels comfortable and I feel that um, this is something where I, I felt a sense of uh, what we call consolation, joy, peace, uh, love, you know, I would stick at that and I would, I would stick at it for a season and just develop and become 
more comfortable in that one thing, whether it's centering prayer, whether it's Lexia Divina. And um, in this, um, we, we, um, can, we've done the Ignatian 18th annotation, we're doing the 19th, this, uh, starting uh, this month. And one of the things that they teach us to do is don't move on until you've chewed all the goodness out of this one space that you find yourself in. So, you know, when you, if you start an exercise, I would just keep chewing on it until you kind of feel satisfied and ready to move on and trust that God will lead, lead you. You know, there's a lot of trust that goes on um, where we surrender to God and say, okay, we're yours. You know, we're, 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 we're inviting you to lead us. You are a shepherd. You, you, you invite us. And so that's what I would recommend. And maybe Lectio is a good place to start because it's based, you know, it's in, in scripture. So it's using scripture. Centering prayer is also a great place to start as well um, for short periods of time. You know, just, just maybe looking at what is what am I desiring from God right now? You know, is there an aspect of nature of God that I really desire right now? So, for example, if you're somebody who has carries a lot of anxiety, maybe, you know, meditating on a short scripture or, or peace as the nature of God. Just spending time, you know, um, one of the exercises that I love is be still and know that I am God. Mm. Um, because I, my personality type is that I do... I always have to manage my fear and anxiety because it's just kind of comes with, I think, part of who I am. Mm -hmm. So I often just meditate on be still and know that I am God. And I say it several times and each time I knock the N word off until mm -hmm. I'm just left with the B. And that's been a really great focusing um, meditation as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I, I would say. I don't know if you... No, uh, that's really good. I, I think one of the key things for me, I think, is to do with mindset. This goes back to the thing earlier on about who we worship. Mm -hmm. So with a lot of these things you talk about in spiritual formation, um, and it's important to say with spiritual formation you know, that this is the whole point of everything, because the Bible says the whole point is that we're to be conformed into the image of Christ. So it's not like his church and his spiritual formation over here. You know, it's the heart, heart of everything. But there's words that get used. So for instance, like two words I can think of straight away, exercises and disciplines. And the reality is we all hate exercise and we all hate discipline. So as, yep. soon as, you, as soon as you hear over those two words, you know, and it's like even books, I picked up books before, which are called da -da -da, spiritual disciplines. Yeah. I pick it up and I'm like, right, okay, I, I need to get through this. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm not thinking about it through the nature of God, you know, God being kind, loving, you know, all of those other kinds of things, gracious. So I always say to people, so particularly um, spiritual directees that I have, if I'm talking to anybody about this stuff, I say, let's use the other word practices. Mm -hmm. So let's think of all these things as practices. And if it's a practice, then it means if I'm practicing it, I'm like completely at liberty again because I'm in grace because that's God's nature to mm -hmm. mess it up, to like get it wrong, not be very good at it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know for me, when I started doing... Um, if I just take center in prayer or meditative prayer, as some people call it as an example, when I started trying to do that, this idea you sit in a comfortable space, you know, kind of close your eyes, try and focus on a member of the Trinity or an aspect of God's character. And my brain's all over the place. And I'm thinking about this and I'm that and I'm that and da 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 da. 
there are people in other religious traditions who will talk about, you know, trying to meditate and they'll say it's like having lots of chattering monkeys going on in your head. So <laughs> you have to learn to just try to slowly let those go. So, so my, my, my thing for a couple of years was, was to meditate literally on, the, on, on God's grace. Mm. So what, what I got to doing was to sit there and, you know, thoughts would come in. And rather than try really hard to ignore it, it the thought would come in, so just like acknowledge it. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about that. And then just try to let it go. Mm. All oh, right, acknowledge it, just like let it go. But because it's because it was focused specifically on grace and was trying to do it in grace, mm-hmm. then if I managed to do two minutes, you know, a little bit like Sam was saying just now, then that's fantastic. You know, then I'll just kind of get on with my day. It's five minutes, brilliant, you know. So it's never a it's never a competition. It's always a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to prove anything to me or to God or to anybody else. And the good thing with a lot of this stuff as well is because you're not often doing it with lots of other people, you've got that freedom to, you know, experiment with lots of these things you can, can do on your own as well as doing small groups where, you know, like Sam's saying, a lot of our small groups do this kind of stuff. Um, and there's a safe space. So you can talk honestly about, you know, how you found this or how you found that. And, and I think trying to find things that maybe fit with your personality, again, a bit of what Sam's saying, a bit of your natural wiring, maybe what's your stage of life, mm-hmm. you know, what you feel you've got some time or capacity for, you know, and also I think being open, like you were saying, you know, um, you're some of the good imagination, but trying to use your imagination in some ways first as a challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. That's all right. Maybe it's a thing to just stick with and then see whether it develops over time, or maybe it's like, we'll try something else. I remember particularly centering prayer the first couple of times that I hated it. Just because like, <laughs> I couldn't get into it at all. I'm, I'm sat with all these other people on this spiritual director's course trying to pretend that I'm spiritual, you know, when you make it. And I just couldn't, just couldn't get into it at all. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the, the, the two years of doing it, it just slowly, bit by bit, kind of evolved. So mm-hmm. I think be kind to yourself. See, it, see, them as, see them as things to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, see it through the lens of God's love, God's nature, his kindness, his grace, you know, his playfulness, actually, mm-hmm. as well. And then you can um, feel free to just, right, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. And then I think you have to marry up some sense of um, some organization around it without choking the life out of it, you know? Uh So I'm going to try and do this in the morning. And Mm -hmm. again, you know, personality, some people love that seven o'clock every day. I'm going to do this. Other people, it's just like, well, I'll I'll do it sometime today, but Mm -hmm. I think you need to be aware of that. Wow. There was a lot in there. You guys packed a lot into that short space of time. That was so helpful. So for anyone who is sensing that invitation to try some new practices, um, you have... And get a director, get a spiritual director. Yeah, if you're absolutely. in the movement, you, you can, you know, yeah. they're there for, for, uh, for you. And um, the great thing about <coughs> spiritual directors is they're there to to help if you want to start doing these practice they'll do them with you you know so um you know um make the most out of uh what the movement is investing in right now and um yeah so that's what i would recommend that is a great recommendation for 
anyone and there's an invitation there to try some new practices ourselves but um, I also think that there was lots of ideas in these last few minutes of things that we could try. We don't have to be a spiritual director to pull out one of the creeds and start using that in our service. We've done the Lord's Prayer in our service every single Sunday for years now. And I've just felt so good about that. I felt like my kids are getting the Lord's Prayer every single Sunday. I'm getting the Lord's Prayer every single Sunday. And how good is that for me to repeat that over and over again? And um, so you don't have to be a spiritual director or a pastor or <laughs> have a degree in biblical studies to try some of these things out. Um, nor should something like the Lord's Prayer or a creed be terrifying to a senior pastor who's unsure about, you know, changing things up. So for those of you that are maybe a little bit feeling stuck, like how do I navigate this with my team or with my pastor? Some of these suggestions are very accessible to anyone of any denomination and background and liturgy, including the vineyard. <laughs> Um, there's nothing radical about doing the Lord's Prayer <laughs> or bringing a creed out um, or maybe allowing some stillness or silence. Um, I very much think that that is included and permitted in our liturgy. So um, thank you for highlighting some of those ideas. I really feel that the two of you also carry creativity, and I would love for you to pray for us now as we finish this time together and love for you to pray um, you know, in, in, in any way that you feel led, but I feel like you have some creativity and some um, passion for creativity. I feel like some of us have maybe lo lost a bit of energy and they're a bit disillusioned in this season for not just our roles, but for our creative pursuits as well. But you don't seem to be disillusioned. So it's lovely talking to you. You still you're still painting and you're trying new things. So I'd love for you to pass that on. Sure. So, love to. Love just before we did do, just um a book to recommend for anybody to be interested just off the back of all that stuff. There's a book called Spiritual Rhythms by a lady called Ruth Haley Barton. Mm -hmm. And the subtitle of it is Arranging Your Life for Spiritual Transformation. And I'm just recommending that book because it's really um, accessible to read and it's an amazing reference book. Um, so it's not just part of my training, but I've, I run a life group in our church over, over a year, a contemplative group where we, we looked at that book and we just broke it down bit by bit. And there's just so much gold in there. And there's so many like simple things that you can do that so if someone was like putting a toe in the water, which I think is kind of what you were suggesting a few minutes ago around this kind of stuff, and just looking for something they could get hold of, that book, Spiritual Rhythms by Ruth Haley Barton, is really, really good. Fantastic. So. That's great. Mm. Please pray for us. Mm. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I want to thank you that the vineyard is yours. It's always been yours. It'll always be yours. Thank you for what you have given us. And thank you that you continue to sustain us through this period. And thank you that you plan to give us hope. You plan to give us a future. And I want to pray now in the name of Jesus for everybody who gets to see this. 
for you to fill them again with all that they need, not just to, for today, but for the coming days and weeks and months ahead. I pray for a deeper peace, a deeper rootedness, a deeper groundedness, a deeper anchoring in Christ for all of us, that we would know who we are because we know who you are. And I pray that from that would come a, a new joy, a new level of creativity, a new willingness to playfully explore the gifts, the skills, the talents that you've given us. And that together we would find new ways to express our love for you, our love for our neighbours, and all of the things that you're calling us to, Lord, as, uh, as individuals and as churches and as part of this uh, movement. Father, I pray too for uh, Harmony. Lord, would you bless her? Would you bless all the things that she's doing? And would you bless her family and bless her church as well, God? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, I just pray that we would continue to be rooted and grounded in your love and in your compassion and in your companionship. Lord, and I, I just um, pray that there would be uh, a season of increased creativity and playfulness, Lord. Lord, that we would rediscover um, new ways of worship and old ways of worship. And Lord, in all of these expressions, that we would continue to um, grow in our connection with you, that we would see more of who you are and who we are um, made in your image and who our neighbours are, Lord. Lord, help us to dance. Lord, and I, I just pray that um, we would be anchored in you in, a, in such a powerful way during this season. Lord, I thank you that you delight in us and that worship is a journey, it's a posture, it's not about getting things right, it's just about um, leaning into you and enjoying you. Thank you for your goodness. Amen. Just have a, a sense that um, maybe somebody who's, who's watching this, this might be for a few people are kind of like stuck trying to make some stuff work. Mm. And actually what they need to do is to just like put it down mm. and just to like literally just take a walk and just really breathe, mm. just really breathe and just like put that down. And, and a sense almost of an invitation as well to um, do something completely different. Mm. And so, uh, like, the example in my mind is that there's maybe literally some people who it's, like, all about, you know, kind of playing guitar and, you know, leading worship and trying to make some stuff work and it's not happening and it's, like, just put it down, just leave it, take a walk, really breathe, and then try something completely different. And, and the, the thing in my mind is just paint. Just go and try and paint. Go and do something that's completely out of what you would normally do and see if you can lose yourself in something different 
mm. and enjoy the creativity and the playfulness in that and then bring that back in an unforced way into whatever else it was that you were at before mm. so if that's helpful great if not don't worry about it <laughs> that's really good that's really really good i've really enjoyed this conversation with you pair thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to chat to us to share some of your life experiences and passions and um, ideas with us you're amazing so bless you guys and your community and i'm excited to hear what comes out of your community in the years to come as well thank you to thank both you. of you thanks, thanks. 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 god bless you